haven't had this blend yet. C'est la vie. <laughs> Carpe diem. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only Latin I know. <laughs> C'est la vie, I think, is French. Oh. I think. Oh, my goodness. So what do you respond in Latin? Because it's, I don't know, it's a popular saying. Well, anyways, everyone, <laughs> welcome. Welcome into the Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Amy, and I'm just like sitting in front of a fire right now, and this is just amazing. We are sitting in front of a fire. It's a, I have to be honest, though, it's a fake fire. It is it a is. gas fire. No, we do not have a gas fire in the van now. We are, <laughs> in case that was the next question any of you guys were thinking. Uh, we are in an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. We are in an Airbnb, and this is just, I can't, it's just so cozy. Drinking coffee in front of a fire, like, wow. Yeah, wow. well, wow to you drinking coffee, first yeah. of all. And then, yes, also wow that um, we're, in the, we're in this setting right now. It's I mean, for strange. those of you who don't know, I yeah, I'm not a coffee drinker. I've never called myself a coffee drinker. Never have been. And, like, I have periodically in my life continued to try it because, I mean, my parents drink coffee. Mm-hmm. A lot of my cousins drink coffee. They drink coffee. I remember they're drinking coffee at, like, 7. <laughs> in the morning? No, like age seven. Oh, age seven. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking time. <laughs> no. So I was around coffee all the time. And so I would periodically try it just to like, maybe I'll like it this time. Maybe I'll mm. like it this time. And never came around to it really until, I mean, I would say like a couple years ago. Like, so I was post 25 years old. I tried it and I was like, you know what? That's actually not bad. We were post, post-married life, right? Yeah. We were married at this point. Yeah. But you were student teaching or oh. something. Is that what you're talking about? No, no. When oh. I was student teaching, I would drink it in the morning sometimes, but I would like load it with creamer. With dairy creamer. Also, yeah. we were not vegan at this point. Yeah. Also, do you guys know we're vegan? <laughs> but then every vegan doesn't know if everyone thinks they're vegan until they tell them. <laughs> <laughs> or I eat vegan. That's what I like to say. Yes. You eat vegan. I, I like to like say, to say I, I am I vegan. vegan. Yes. Yeah. Differences there. Subtle differences that we will not talk about right now. We're talking about coffee. Hell yeah. But then I feel like, like I don't know, sometime after I turned 25, like I tried it just black because that's how you always drink it. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? This isn't that bad. Like I could see myself liking this. But just at that point in my life, like I'm 25 plus, I'd already made it that far without needing coffee in the mornings. And I just, I think I had a bad stigma wrapped around it, if I'm honest. That yes. like, you know, people get addicted to it and like when they don't have it in the mornings, they have headaches and I don't like the idea of needing something every day to be able to wake up and I don't really feel like I needed it to wake up. Like I don't ever really feel like I was super drowsy in the mornings, but anyways, all that to say, here I am now almost 30 and I will occasionally enjoy a cup of coffee because it tastes good and yeah, because it tastes good and it's just, it's kind of, it's like, I feel the same with tea. It's just grounding and like mm-hmm. holding a hot drink. Like, I don't know, kind of really like just sucks me into the present. Well, I've always talked about how I just like, I mean, I think at this point I've been drinking coffee every day for like a decade or mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. So um, to say that I can go without it and casually like continue on as I would with it, I don't know. I can't say that because <laughs> yeah. I don't go a day without it. Yeah. But. I don't ever feel like I drink it for the caffeine, which is what every person who's addicted to coffee probably says. Mm-hmm. They're in denial. 
but I don't drink it for the caffeine. Well, I, I try, I drink it <laughs> as like you're a, in denial. A sacred experience. I mean, I'm not, I don't consider myself a coffee snob, but I'm not just, I also can distinguish different types of coffee. <laughs> My only stigma is that I like fresh ground coffee before every cup. Yes, so you buy whole beans and then you grind them. I buy whole beans from a local roastery, probably roasted within the last month, and then I will grind them, which is a hand grinder Mm -hmm. now in the van. Mm -hmm. I hand grind them uh, a cup at a time because, and then we aeropress it. Yeah. So there, it's like a little bit of a, like I enjoy the whole process. I've Mm -hmm. even told you you in the van that um, I actually like like getting out of bed and having to grind before I can even make a cup of coffee, like doing a little bit of manual labor. It's not a whole lot, but it's like I'm putting a little more love into this cup and I had to get the uh, the the dial on the hand crank exactly right for the type of brew mm-hmm. we were doing, so it took a while. So, you know, there, there's been some process to it, and I respect that. And then the whole aspect of, like, having a cup of coffee either by a fire or just in the van and, like, reading, maybe with the heater on, with the mm-hmm. dogs beside you. Like, it's a good – that whole experience is why I drink coffee. Not for the caffeine. No. <laughs> no, not at no, all. No, I could I could drink decaf the rest of my life. It's just... Okay, you know what? Tomorrow, instead of having coffee in the morning, why don't you, like, have a hot cup decaf? of tea and No, see I still want feel. coffee. See, I like coffee. <laughs> I like the elixir in the beverage that is coffee. Uh-huh. So I don't want to just like, I can't, that's, I tried to go to tea a little bit. Remember there was, there was a time in Denver where I was trying to rotate between You're drinking yerba mate. coffee and herba mate green yeah. tea. Yeah. Um, and I would try to rotate each morning and I just, tea just like, I like tea, but not like that. I don't know. It wasn't. <laughs> it's not as like, I mean like with this coffee I'm drinking, right? Like I drink a lot of tea for sure. This feels like dessert. The almost. coffee Doesn't has it? more of just like a whole this is going to sound very, um, I feel like wine taste, these are like wine tasting terms that I learned, but like the coffee has more of like a whole mouth feel. Like there's a taste in like the whole mouth. Like, yes. I don't know. It kind of like expands once it gets in your mouth. Uh-huh. Tea, at least the teas that we've had, um, I really haven't had that experience with it. It's kind of like, it kind of just stays on the tongue and yeah. goes down the esophagus. I, that's a good, I like that description. Good yeah. job. All that to say is we're drinking coffee in front of a fireplace. <laughs> in front of a fireplace, and I'm just loving it. Loving <laughs> and you it. were just loving it. And I, it's hard to imagine, like, probably last year you would not have been drinking coffee. So <laughs> that's how we got on our coffee journey, so yes. your coffee journey. Now, to go into my coffee journey, I'm just kidding. I think we've talked enough about coffee. Yeah. But we're in Sholo, Arizona. Arizona. Have you ever heard of that place? Because we never had. Because we never had. <laughs> We're in Sholo, Arizona, which I looked up this morning. It's actually got some altitude to it. Does it? What would I... you guess? Okay, well, let's see. Um, I don't know. I'm still learning this part of Arizona. Because, yeah. like, we stayed and spent most of our time in Sedona before, which is close to Flagstaff, but like a 3,000 elevation difference i think yeah three or four three or four thousand within mm-hmm. like a 40 minute drive within yeah. the, but within like 15 miles or whatever mm-hmm. um and then so now we're kind of east of that which is like pine top and then we're even further there's, a, there's also a pine so there's like a pine, a oh, pine top it's kind of like that colorado stretch where you go through vale eagle vale eagle yes and they're all <laughs> in eagle county they're all in eagle county <laughs> And they're just like, let's name, we can name this one Bale and Eagle and Eagle Vale. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it feels like that. There's Pine Top and then there's Pine and then we're in Sholo. Well, I don't know where that name came from. 
it doesn't I don't either. Fit. It seems that maybe one of these it's, things uh, is not like the other. Native American or something. Hmm. Could be. We'll have to look it up. But we're back in Arizona. We did our episode called Adios Arizona, and, and now we we're to... already back. And I remember in the last ep- or the last episode, yeah, it was just we were really excited to be back in Colorado, and I was really emotional about being back in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was emotional leaving Moab, and guess what? We've already been back through Moab. <laughs> and I don't know. After a while, I was ready to leave Colorado. <laughs> Nothing against Colorado; it's more a weather thing. Um, yeah. How long have we gone? Have been gone from was, Arizona. Just from yeah, from Arizona. How long have we been in Colorado when you were crying? Oh. We spent like what three weeks there almost. We were in Colorado for like two weeks and a couple days but it feels like ages it was a long time but we i mean we had to hang around there for work at first and then we stayed we had like a shoot planned with some friends and then after that we stayed just to do like some housekeeping things get some work done on the hopefully get some work done on the van and then renew the tags you know all those things and we stayed around for that as usual didn't really go as planned but once we realized okay we're just going to have to come back to all this. We were like, let's get an Airbnb in Arizona. Well, there was like another snowstorm coming yeah. uh, beginning of this week. And so we were trying to hit this window where we had had to be in Breckenridge for a little bit. But then there was another snowstorm. So we like tried to, we got out of the mountains, but not out of Colorado. And then we're like, since we're already in Colorado and here, let's try to take care of a few, a few more tasks, mainly getting emissions tests and mm-hmm. new uh license and registration mm-hmm. with, which has to be done in denver mm-hmm. but then that huge north snowstorm hit and then we were trying to do it again and it looked like another snowstorm was hitting like this week a monday through thursday and we just couldn't make the window we were trying to get in so we were just like trying to make colorado work it was like snowy and cold it snowed on us again we i had feel like we just constantly where... were waiting out the snow like yes. we were constantly waiting out the snow to go into denver and it just was not happening for us. It wasn't happening. Like, we waited, I think, like, two weekends through, like, two snowstorms through. Through, yeah. We had to, like, dodge them and then come back in and be like, all right, we, we have to plan it and it has to work this way. Like, we have to get this done today and be able to make it to Denver by tomorrow and out of Denver. All these moving parts had to be pieced together perfectly, and they weren't. And then also just the weather. Well, yeah, and it just didn't work out. And I felt like it left us very kind of just burned out. We had like been hanging around Colorado to try and make this happen it didn't happen mm-hmm. to complete this task and uh yeah it's it was snowing on us we were parking in snowy spots which I mean we've already talked about a lot on here it's yeah. just not fun yeah it's <laughs> well not. it's I mean it's, it's doable different. for a day like a week like we've had very good days cooped up in the van yeah I mean it's just different you kind of have to be in a different I think you have to be in a different mindset and you have to be ready for it and at that point, I think we were already burnt out. And so then adding that on top of it was just like, no. Like, because I remember we were, like, I was mentally prepared for the, the time we spent in Colorado to be what it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew it was going to be cold. I knew we'd be parking in the snow. There'd be a lot of time cooped up in the van, a lot of time just kind of, like, traveling. Um, and that was it. But then it just kind of kept on extending and not knowing, like, what was going to happen next or kind of, like, where to go really, like, really drained us dry at that point really wrung us out (laughs) being like all right we we weren't planning on that no it was it was just stretched out too long and i think too i'm learning like i don't have to have i mean it's first of all it's life like take van life out of it it's life Uh any plan that you try to make like if 2020 taught us anything like any plan you try to make 
it doesn't happen till it yeah. happens. You uh-huh. know, you hold it loosely in your hand. So just life in general, I think, teaches you that. But then also van life adds like a whole, like it's like double possibility that, it, yeah. <laughs> that it, you have to hold it loosely. But I think I've learned I like to have a plan in the van. And I use that term very, very loosely because, like I said, I know my fingers are spread wide open and that plan can just sift through like sand. Uh But I'm still at least holding something. Like, I think I need to at least have some sort of idea of what potentially could happen. Yeah. Instead of just everything being wide open and being like, no, there's no need to make a plan because it's, you know, who knows what could happen. I'm like, no, I I at least need a foundation it's hard to make a plan sometimes it is even that but even i feel like we've caught ourselves when we do feel like we need some like stepping stone we'll even be like let's wake up and for breakfast we'll make some avocado toast and hummus and then Mm -hmm. like and then start from there and like just even that having that much of a plan to like start off with we can heal we can like handle the rest better instead of just waking up being like I don't know what to do today. Yes. There's also a lot of days like that. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting. I was talking with someone about this, actually. How those days where you don't have anywhere you, you have to be or anything you have to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, immediately sometimes there's a um, a really big... Like, there's two sides of that scale. There's, like, the total freedom in that of like Mm. i don't have anywhere i have to be i don't have anything i have to do i'm free i can just do what i want and then and some sometimes the opposite comes in it's like oh my gosh i don't have anything i have to do i don't have anywhere to be and then you kind of feel anxious because i feel like your mind is like we need to do stuff and so it starts like let's do this 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 Mm -hmm. and it's just weird how some days you're on one end of the spectrum and on some days you can be on the other yeah there's either a whole lot to do every day or there's a whole lot of nothing to do every day. <laughs> Fan and, life. <laughs> that's, the, that's, our, that's the slogan. That's, that's pretty the true. tagline. So, um, yeah, wait, we were... So, wait, what's the elevation of Sholo? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Elevation, we come full circle back, you know. It's around 6,400. Oh, I was going to guess. Okay. Well, I just told I would have said, like, 65. It's, like, 63-something, but, you know, round up 6,400. But we're used to living in the LA. I know, but it's just sometimes it's like it didn't feel like it until like I worked out and then I was like, okay, wow, what's going on? <laughs> what what is our elevation? Oh well, yeah, because and you also... know like you work out and you're like really out of breath and then you're like, Oh man, it must be the elevation and yeah. I knew as I was Googling it, I was like, watch it be like eight hundred and seventy four feet. Like watch <laughs> it be like nothing. No, it's definitely I mean this doesn't feel like the parts of Arizona we spent all of no. winter in. This is definitely more along like Flagstaff ish vibes. It's foresty. Mountains, foresty, pines. Barizona is probably what they call it. The pines are really cool. The pines are cool. I have not stayed amongst tall pine trees like this in a very, very long time. Very tall and like very, like the brown is a different, yeah. the bark, their bark color is different, the, the pine needles are a different green. It's kind of cool. It's cool. cool vibe. So yeah, we're in an Airbnb now and. I mean, we've been here, it hasn't even been 24 hours yet, and I feel pretty refreshed. (laughs) Yeah. How about you? I feel pretty good. Able to get in some hot water this morning, which is always a good feeling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, RIP to our solar shower, Sunny, as we were calling it. Sunny. The victim of the cold Colorado nights. Yes. You know, we typically preload Sunny, Mm -hmm. um, which is just a big 
for uh, those who are unaware of what a solar shower is, it's just basically a big black bag with a hose. And you can fill it up with water and hang it up in the sun during the day and it'll heat up the water, like mm -hmm. absorbing the heat from the sun. So it heats up the water pretty fast. And then you can kind of just like turn the faucet on and off. Mm -hmm. And it just like... It's Gravity like pulls the yeah, water yeah, yeah. down. You hang yeah. it above you. Um, so that's how we were showering over the winter when it was warm. Um, in Arizona. In Arizona. In Colorado, obviously, we had not been Because you need a couple showers. things for that to work. You need the sun to be out long enough to heat your shower. And you also need it to be warm enough outside to actually strip down and shower. Yeah. And I guess there's always the option of, like, boiling water or, like, heat. Well, not boiling heating water up and then putting it in yeah, the shower I've heard of people doing that. but we were always just it, we kind of got in the cycle where when we were going to refill our big water tanks our 20 gallons mm -hmm. of reserve water we typically have like two and a half gallons left over depending mm -hmm. on like the cycle of the schedule we were in um, and so like we would just dump the remaining of that water into the shower for whenever so we'd always like whenever you wanted the shower it was available mm -hmm. that's kind of like what we wanted to have it well it was getting freaking cold in colorado at night and, uh, yeah, he froze into a solid block of ice and tore through his bag. His bag. <laughs> his container. <laughs> his bag ripped. Yeah. I guess there might be a way to repair it with some duct tape. Eh, but we'll also just buy a new the, one. Yeah, we'll probably buy it. They're pretty cheap. Yeah, we'll but, buy a new one. Um, it's been great having good solar yes. shower. And this fireplace. <laughs> you love the fireplace. That's and also the noise in the background, if anyone can hear it. Gas yes, this fire. is kind of like a campfire chat, but it's not the crackly fire because it's gas, as you mentioned before. But this is, yeah, it's a campfire chat. Yeah. And then we also enjoyed, anytime we get an Airbnb, we always enjoy having an oven and we just make as many vegan pizzas as we possibly can in our time. Well, honestly, if there's one thing that kept us going through the last, the la our <laughs> last Colorado winter uh, stint... <sighs> It was vegan pizza. It was specifically Piante. <laughs> specifically Piante Pizzeria uh, in Breckenridge, yes, which is you... an all-plant-based mm -hmm. pizza place. If you live in Breck or Denver, they have a There's Denver a... location now, too. Piante Pizzeria. If you're, I don't care if you're not vegan. Just try it. It is awesome. We Yeah, it's probably the closest. I mean, it's good pizza. I yeah. don't think people would even know it's no they wouldn't half the time mm -hmm. but uh i've fallen in love with their barbecue pizza and yes i added jalapenos and i love the dmt which is a mushroom pizza is it dmt or is it mushrooms well dmt stands for dye mushroom truffle is that what it stands for that's what i told myself i don't know maybe okay. there's drugs in it that'd be cool too i mean i have felt pretty good after eating it yeah but anyways we went there like four different times <laughs> <laughs> they we went there so much that the workers there like when i would go in to pick up our order they would say welcome back with him being in colorado for two and a half weeks and never having like gone have we ever ordered pizza yeah we had but it'd been a while yeah yeah um but yeah they knew who you were within two and a half weeks uh -huh. because like yeah we would just be cooped up in the van all day and like driving we were driving a lot in colorado we were like, driving a lot we did the drive from like Rabbit Valley, which mm -hmm. is the, the border of Colorado and Utah. That's where we were staying to get out of the snowstorm. We would go Rabbit Valley to Breck, down to Twin Lakes, Buena Vista, back up to Breck, and like that little triangle. And back that's to a Rabbit lot. Valley and then do it again. Yeah. And you're, I mean, you're doing most of the driving too. So you're driving most. through the mountains. Who does the other, not all. Okay. Insert here. You never <laughs> let me drive. Insert here. You never still, let me drive. That doesn't mean it's still most. It's all. 
how like but you're driving through the mountains too you're not just like yeah, cruising drove, yeah. on a flat highway we drove through hoosier pass like seven times yeah. my favorite they have those really sharp switchbacks like that are like you have to go five miles an hour on no well i don't mind it i don't think the line of cars behind us like it very much but <laughs> well, there's fine. nothing i can do to help that because if i go seven miles an hour even on those five mile per hour turns oh, are we gonna about everything to have, in the van is <laughs> are we about to have another podcast about a pass <laughs> so let's talk about hoosier pass i'll pass on that one get it that was good thanks so yeah that kind of has all led up to where we are right now in front of this fireplace we just felt like we were needing the airbnb yeah and we also had have eaten a lot of vegan za and that's where we're coming from (laughs) (laughs) that's our headspace we're in right now (laughs) so just know like how you described that but uh we 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 decided to get this airbnb in colorado when we were in, when we, we were, were in Colorado, in Colorado. we're like, let's, because we had to get out of the cold, mm-hmm. and even on, honestly, actually, it's even cold here. It is cold, but it doesn't matter. Which was another reason to spur, yeah, getting uh, a little cabin mm-hmm. for a few nights was like, oh, it's still going to be cold, and we're so sick of the cold. This has been the longest winter. <laughs> like the first time we saw snow was the beginning of September. In van yeah. life was the beginning it was of September. Like September 3rd, and it snowed like a few inches. It was a lot. It was like, yeah, September 3rd, 4th, that oh, it, first yeah, week. It was like six to eight inches. And now we're in the end of March, and we're still seeing consistent snow. This is called unless you're Unless you are in Tucson, Arizona. You're still seeing consistent snow. we got to get back snow. down to Pump Station. <laughs> it's crazy. But that's, I mean, yeah, we haven't lived in Colorado long, but that is, you get a short summer. There's chances of snow pretty much from the start of September up until the end of May. And then even we've had snows first week of June or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll happen. It but, can happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we're nice and cozy here. Yes. And we got some questions to answer. Oh, yeah. And you know what that reminds me? I have to go grab the questions. Okay. So pause. I'm going to go pee. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so you got some Q's? Alright, I got some Q's. You think we got some A's? We'll see if we have some A's. Okay. So these Q questions were done off of what? These were Instagram? off of Instagram. So occasionally we'll just kind of put it out there. Any questions for the podcast? Anything goes. Does not have to be about van life. It can be literally about anything. We're pretty open books. So, but a lot of these were about van life, so. Well. <laughs> That's this- fair. Well, it's kind of how this podcast is. It's like loosely a van life podcast, but van life we're is also in life. an Airbnb. Yeah, yeah. Are we frauds right now? Should we be called the Untitled Airbnb Life Podcast? <laughs> what if we did that and all we did was live in people's like Airbnbs or... I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Or like, what if like every month you just like lived in an Airbnb for a month, like in a totally different city? I mean, that's possible. It is. Because they have month long I know. And that would be like, that'd be a cool way to like live in and get to know different cities well it's what we're doing in van life we can live wherever we want i know i know it's just a different i don't know it just came to mind okay question have y'all ever had a scary encounter or moment while off the grid a scary encounter Mm -hmm. or moment while off grid i don't i mean nothing comes to mind hmm the scariest encounters or moments. Uh, while we're no, not not really. We have not had any issues. 
I was kind of the one that came to mind was when we were having those mechanical issues. We weren't like off grid, yeah. but we were going over Monarch Pass and we didn't have service. Another pass. Another pass. We didn't have service for like half an hour going mm-hmm. over this pass and we we're having some serious car issues. Yeah. Um, because we like blew through our inter turbo hose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was so long ago, we already forgot what it yeah, was. Yeah. It was just um, the turbo hose. And, but so like we weren't getting any acceleration and mm-hmm. we were hitting like. I don't know how steep that grade was, but Monarch Pass is steep. steep. Yo, yeah, uh, that's true. Though I guess we te- we were like off grid because we didn't have service, and yeah, we were having just serious car issues, and we had no idea what was going on, and like. And like it got to the point where like we kept on. I would pull over. I was pulling over literally at every uh, pull off I could Mm -hmm. get to because there would be a line of cars behind me because I could only go like ten miles an hour straight (laughs) up. Yeah. This past and this was very early on in van life. This was oh wait, this was within the first month. And it got to the point where I was like, I don't know how long this pass goes on. Like we need to pull off and maybe I should fly my drone up (laughs) to like scout the pass because we couldn't pull up anything on service. And I was like, if we can just get, if we're close to the top of the pass, if we get over, I can literally coast coast. another hour and a half in the Salida Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's just like all downhill literally from there. But I just didn't know how far the pass was going up. That was scary too, because we were um, like, yeah, like I said, it was in our first month. So we were new to the van and like, just didn't, you know, when you first get a car, you don't feel like you really, you don't really know it very well. Um, Not that I feel like, if that situation arose now for the first time, I still think it would have been scary. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It but. Would, well, yeah. And then I guess another time, which we, I feel like we talked about this, like either on the last podcast or the one before that, was in Moab on our first trip, like before we moved into the van. Oh, yeah. You got and stuck I got in it stuck and we in the service. dunes and we didn't have service. So, yeah, nothing really. It's more, yeah, just like mechanical stuff or the van getting stuck. Well, I think that's the worry, like. Yeah, if if we are like we're in an off grid spot and like the car won't start, yeah. well, it's kind of like yeah, when we got stuck in Moab, we know we can always walk to find service, like eventually, or like I don't know. I mean, there's always like you, yeah, you just have to get kind of create. Like we've talked about this before, you have to get kind of creative with the solutions. Like yeah, we can walk to get service, or like if we know there's no service within miles up here, wait for someone to pass by, or you know. We, I don't feel like we've ever, we've been in some pretty off-grid spots to where we do feel like like we are pretty much the only living people out there. Mm-hmm. But there has never been, I don't think we've ever stayed in a spot where there's been 24 hours where we did not see another human. Yeah, that's true. There's been no spots like that. So there's always the chance people will help you. Um, I feel like though another way this question could have been interpreted is like, being off grid and like having someone creepy oh, yeah, <laughs> around, yeah. well, which we've never like, felt that. No, definitely not. Um, whether people are around us or not around us, I've always felt comfortable. Do you feel more comfortable in the van? The van. I don't know. The van. <laughs> Do you feel more comfortable when like we're totally alone and isolated somewhere off grid? Do you feel more comfortable with that, or do you feel more comfortable when we're like on a really like popular road and around a lot of people? Just like, uh, um, probably, I mean, I feel pretty comfortable both ways. It's a yeah. close race, but I would probably still go with no one around. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I've heard a lot, or I've just heard people say, cause I do think this is like a concern a lot of people have with living on the road is like, Oh, like, don't you ever get scared? Like, mm-hmm. and either way, 
I feel like either way you could turn it to where like either one would be freakier. Like I think a lot of people are freaked out by being just alone in the wilderness off grid. Yes. I think that's really what freaks people out. But if you've experienced that, you like some people say, no, I feel more freaked out around a lot of people because then there's like a lot of people around and mm-hmm. like they can, you know. It's people that do the bad things. <laughs> so the if there's less people, there's less chance. Think there's less chance, yeah. But yeah, that's right. I've, I was kind of been... I've been surprised to hear other people with vans say that they actually feel more comfortable like being around people and have even like left spots because they were there was no one around mm-hmm. and like that freaked them out enough to be to go and find the spot where there's like at least though they're not like meeting the people around them mm-hmm. they just want just people comfort. in the area um the only other the only other thing I can think of would be like animal encounters mm-hmm. um and I would say my moose encounter in Crested Butte. We were, we were actually off grid, parked we off grid for like yeah. three or four days, mm-hmm. and that's where I went solo camping, and had a little close. You had seen the moose earlier that day, but I had a a close encounter with the moose. And yeah. He walked through. Uh, I was just solo tent camping by myself, and he like walked through the campsite. And it was a huge bull moose. Yeah, yeah. Like big old dude. That's, I guess that would be my freaky, well, besides the mechanical stuff, that would be another freaky thing was when I saw the moose, I was hiking with Kona and I had Kona off leash, which is not, I mean, of course there were signs everywhere that said there's moose everywhere. Don't have your dog off leash. (laughs) I did. And (laughs) that is what freaked me out is when I saw the moose, he was like, he was, I mean, I wasn't, I was definitely within a hundred yards of him. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, Kona's off. Like, what if Kona just takes off after him? And so that was my... It all mm. happened so fast. yards, that would feel good. Kona typically, at that distance. I mean, I said within, so it could have been closer. I just mean 100 yeah. at the yeah, longest. Yeah, yeah. And then I wrote a blog about when I saw the moose that night. You did so write a blog about that. I don't want to talk about it here. So if you want to go read the exact encounter um, of our, I would say, the most dangerous moment <laughs> of off-grid time... Go check out the blog, Full Moon and a Moose. Yeah. Yeah. Shameless self-plug right there of, <laughs> of one of our only four blogs we've written. But uh, it was a it was a crazy experience. Yeah. Okay. But I think that's been it. Yeah, I think so. And I think I go back and forth on being posed with the question of, do you feel more comfortable, like, totally off-grid with no one around or at a popular spot with a lot of people around? Mm-hmm. I think... I don't really, it doesn't, neither one stands out as more uncomfortable than me. There's pros and cons either way. Obviously, if there's people around, um, if something does happen, like if our van won't start or like something Mm -hmm. like that, there's people we can go ask to jump it or like, you know, you should get to your solutions, I guess, quicker. Yeah. There's Um, just something really special about like. There is. I.e. when we were at Valley of the Gods, your first time there and we were like parked and there was like. I mean, there were still one or two other people along the road, along this like this eight five mile, mile road. road. Yeah, yeah, five mile road. Yeah. But so, but there were still like miles <laughs> between mm-hmm. us and the next people. You could not see people. Mm-hmm. Might, and there and is something really special that, about that. That is like you feel like you are in nowhere. An alien battlefield. An alien battlefield. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I don't, it's cool having both options. I think is my conclusion. Like I like both. Yeah, we get, honestly, we get enough of both, like, we do. whether we try to or not. So. <laughs> Intentionally or not. Yes. But also, too, all the people that you meet on the roads, like, if you are in a spot where there's a lot of people around, mm-hmm. they're, like, just like us. They're so cool. They're it's and, always, like, the nicest people. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. They're not people who are, like, looking to cause trouble. I yeah. don't know. Oh, I just thought of a third 
time of uh, the most what was the how was the question phrase dangerous or have we ever had an insca- a scary encounter or moment oh okay so this is kind of another funny twist on the question but i would say uh driving up last dollar pass oh until you ride because <laughs> we had just uh we were gonna be until you ride and we had just like looked up the spot on google and like there was two routes for it one route was really steep one route was not but, but longer. But longer. Yeah. And so we chose to go the steep route. But, but we didn't know like, it was the steep route. We did not. <laughs> and it is like crazy steep switchback tight turns up this path of like the, one of the tallest passes in Telluride. And we made it Obviously to the Obviously not a paved road. Obviously, yeah. Just a dirt road, single lane, like, and we made it to the top and there was no service and... My anxiety was through the roof. <laughs> we were like, we knew we like where we parked. We were gonna be there for three or four nights, and so like we made it to the top, and we we're like, we don't have to worry about figuring out how to get down or even driving down for a few days. So let's just not worry about it till then. But luckily, there's an easier way down. But that whole that whole moment, and it was another pretty early on in Van. It was. It was, it was very early on. And like our first time to tell you right ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we had the most epic view. And, uh, we had a view of, it's either Mount Wilson or Wilson Peak, but it is the mountain peak that the, the Coors, Coors. Um, the Coors logo logo is based after. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. That was good teamwork. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready for it. Every so yes, step of the I way. think. But and people should be able to see that somewhere, right? Eventually, like that view. Yes. Yes, you should be able to see that somewhere yeah, eventually. See it. Maybe with like some movement. Maybe we'll be able to do yoga in that view. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So yeah, I think to answer that question, I think the main thing is all the scariest moments have for us have really been like driving stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I wasn't. I was more. The moose was cool, though it could have been perceived as dangerous. Same with me and Kona. There was a second where I was scared, but then once I got in Kona and like got out of the way of the moose i was like okay that was really really cool my adrenaline was very high (laughs) yeah okay another question best or most enjoyable moment on the road versus the hardest or biggest learning wow best most enjoyable moment Uh uh-huh on the road what would you say (laughs) (laughs) dang it i was hoping this wouldn't happen Man, it's hard. It is so hard to pin just one. I might, I might go with like, yeah. Is it just one moment, or is it like a moment that happens a lot? It's a few. Okay, my answer. I think my answer would be, I have like looking back on the past eight months. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite kind of like aspects of van life has been all this. Like when I go on the roof to do yoga, on the van, um, we have like a built-out roof deck that has enough space to do yoga, and I just like there's so many like memories almost like a gallery of memories in my mm. mind of like uh what do they call it just like flashbulb memories of like i look up in my mat and there's the view of where a van's parked and there's a view from twin lakes to that spot until you ride of mm-hmm. last dollar pass to spots in moab and it's like that whole mo- the moment of getting to do watching the full moon rise and pump station mm-hmm. like there's just so many so many moments but they're all kind of tied around the moment of like getting to do yoga on the van roof and like where we are in the time um because you kind of just get a di- you like 
fan isn't that tall, but even getting on the roof, you get just a complete different perspective mm-hmm. of, the, of the area. And yeah, that's been one of my favorite moments repeating, reoccurring of van life is getting to continually be amazed at the locale we're in when doing practicing yoga that's on the cool. van roof. That's cool. Oh man, this is hard. I mean, two things come to like if you asked me this question an hour from now, I could give you a different answer and it would still be very true. Yeah. But two things just came to mind, just like a quick flash. And I think it's because they were like kind of recent. Um, one was just our time back in the saguaro forest. Mm-hmm. It just, it just felt like, I don't know. We were like on a movie set, just somewhere different. Joshua tree. Now that just brought up Joshua tree. <laughs> that, and then also doing naked yoga on Christmas day. Oh yeah. That, that one just one. came to mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was really fun. Which we also did naked yoga back in the saguaro forest. That oh, we did. Morning. You're right. Felt so good. You were right. And I was I was on the roof of the van. Yeah. And you were actually out in the desert. Yeah. But. Yeah, that feels really good. Uh, what about the hardest moments? Was that the so it was best, side? most enjoyable moment on the road versus the hardest or biggest learning. I mean, the enjoyable moments for sure outweigh the biggest learning. Or the non-enjoyable moments. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I understand what you're saying. The biggest learning. Um, I mean, I still. It's, it's that you're like constantly learning. I don't I mean the biggest learning is that you're constantly learning. Yeah, and it's hard to grasp that. You wanna think that at one point like you've like crossed the threshold or a barrier in terms of like you're used to everything that can be thrown at you. Even if you've like handled stuff before, you like you if it comes back again you like you should be able to handle it the same way. And then when you <laughs> or like without fear or anxiety or worry mm-hmm. and then when you still feel those you're like, No, we dealt with this. I thought I moved past it. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest thing. So there's kind of like a self-compassion piece there. Like not being... Self-forgiveness. Yeah. Like not being so hard on yourself (laughs) or, you know, you say, oh man, I should have, I thought I learned this already. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but giving yourself forgiveness and compassion and being like, you know what? I have been through this before. But this is different because I'm, I'm a different me and this, I mean, (laughs) even if it might be the same type thing, it's just a... just got to take it for what it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at it with the lens you're looking through now. And that can be challenging. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was the hardest thing. Is the hardest I've seen thing. Is the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like there's never a point where. And I, I mean, I think it's true in life too. That's why this is just called the Life Untitled, the Untitled Life Podcast. <laughs> because at, at some point you're, ne- you're never done learning. And there will always be situations that will take you off guard and like challenge you and like tear down your walls and like even your foundation of who you thought you had you were and at this Mm -hmm. point and this challenging so how do you feel like in those moments where like you face something that you feel like you faced before and you've overcome before Mm -hmm. and then you're faced with it again and you start to feel anxious or scared or worried how do you like get past that block i mean i think i try i I know that I've been there before, and I tried to uh, go from there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, like, just be like, know that the worst case scenario isn't the worst. (laughs) Every man thinks his burden is the heaviest. Every man thinks that his burden is the heaviest. Yeah. Oh, such a good line. Such That line has just been, like, ringing in my head for the last, like, couple weeks. (laughs) 
Yeah, I would say, I mean, very, very, that resonates a lot with me, which, I mean, you and I, like, talked about that kind of recently. I mean, we just had, and I would say you had a harder day than I did. Yeah, yeah. But we just had, what we were talking about, trying to make our little route to Denver work to Mm -hmm. get our emissions tested. We had a a very challenging few days. Mm -hmm. I would say just trying to make that work, trying to make a plan work that was a loose plan, and then the plan fell through when we couldn't get our car fixed. (laughs) And I was just, I was feeling like, I feel these like deadlines, you know, like, oh, we just have to do it by this time. And I've told you, I think I told you when we were talking about it, I was like, think a lot of time, recognize that my mind a lot of times is like, okay, once, like, yeah, you're kind of anxious and stressed and worried right now, but once that gets solved, then Uh you'll be okay. (laughs) Yeah. And that is never the case. It's never the case. Or it's never just like, once I move past this, it's all going to be gone Uh and done and well. It's like, no, your mind immediately finds something else to attach to to get anxious or worried about. (laughs) It's It's so weird. I saw a meme the other day and it was funny and it was something like along the lines of adult life is just saying that things are going to slow down the next week. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like things will slow down next week. Yeah. And 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 I feel like it's that kind of mindset with like anxiety or worry or... It can be. It's just like, oh, well, I feel worried about this, but like once I fix it, it'll Mm -hmm. be gone. They're like, I'll be able to handle any situation like that from here on out. And though the same situation where arises where we can't figure out what's wrong with some parts in the van and like more Mm -hmm. stuff... It breaks and goes wrong, and then it's like, oh, shit, I feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. is this all about to fall apart? I and... think, honestly, it's funny you use that term, all about to fall apart. I think that is the hardest and biggest learning for me uh-huh. is whenever I do feel really anxious or worried or scared, I think that's really the root of it. I think I'm like, this could all just fall apart in, like, two seconds. The van kit. It is just a man-made object. But like, in my once I get in that tunnel vision, you know, I'm just like, this could all fall apart in two seconds, and then what are we gonna do? Like what? But once you like open up that tunnel, you're you're like, you know what? That's always been the case. And we've always gotten, like you said, creative with answers and figured it out. But even like pre-van, even just like all these 29 years I've lived, that's always Always been been the the case. case. (laughs) Like everything could fall apart in two seconds. And in some ways, last year, it definitely did. Like, that's always been the case. Just because I'm living in a van now doesn't mean that that's heightened or, like, it's I have a higher Uh chance. It's always been the case. Yeah. But I think once I get that tunnel, when I get that tunnel vision, I'm like, I feel like because I'm living in a van, there's a higher chance or something. I don't know. I've also been trying to learn to notice, like, when I feel moments that are more like challenging days when they come and go like i feel like this is the first one kind of in a while the challenging day the we cha- had yeah the challenging day we had like last week yeah and it was just like right we couldn't figure it out nothing was going like what we thought it was going to be planned and that meant like we had just probably kind of wasted some time in colorado not wasted but just like been hanging we around were literally just waiting around we were kind of just trying to wait it out to see like if like what the weather was going to be mm-hmm. like and if we could make it work to Denver and if we could get like this repair done mm-hmm. before in, in the test. Well, anyway, <laughs> I hate talking about that shit. <laughs> um, and like, and then also looking back to like, since we left, 
Pump Station or uh-huh. Murano or like and made it up or to Moab for the elopement. We'd just been traveling through Colorado in snowy environments for two and a half weeks. And that's why we needed all the vegan pizza to keep us mentally sane, <laughs> um, to keep us like going a little bit. But like we'd also been very tired and worn out and it got to the point where that was ended up kind of being like the climax. And so yeah. I've, I felt like I've, it's not when I feel strongly one way it's simply not just because of that situation it's probably like built up from okay i haven't been sleeping as well it's been mm-hmm. colder at night it's been like we've been driving so much the last three weeks yeah. which we also, have been driving a lot we the have. last few weeks also though that just that internal i know like that internal feeling of like constantly moving mm-hmm. sometimes keeps me in just like a not a flight or fight mode but just like not grounded like i feel like i'm kind of just floating above the ground well, especially, yeah. Not in a fun way. It's hard to get grant. Like, when you're just cooped up in the van sometimes. all day and you, like, don't even want to step outside to pee because it's snowy and then, like... Even though it's, like, 2 p.m., yeah. Yeah. That, that is when, yeah, it's not fun. It's so interesting, though, because... Because <laughs> also, when we were staying in one spot in Colorado and it was very snowy, there was a day that, like, the sun was out and it was really... I mean, it was warm if you had on like you know hiking boots and pants and a jacket and we went on like a hike in like on a snowy on the snowy trail the most beautiful and it was so beautiful (laughs) and like brought us to tears and like so you have that and then literally like the next day in the same spot the sun's not out and it's cloudy it's just like oh i don't want to be here and then you the know, next day we're like, oh, it's all about to fall apart. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and yes. I was like, I just had the most incredible hike ever. Like, I think that's, the day before. that's been something that's, I just, I feel like a lot easier or the route between two extremes for me right now is very well traveled. <laughs> you know, like I feel like I go from literally like within hours, I'll feel like I go from having like, oh my gosh, this is the most beautiful snowy hike ever. Yes. And then like an hour or two later, I'm like, get me out of here. This is so cold. And like, I, <laughs> this is miserable. I, feel trapped. I hate this place. Yeah. And the van just feels dirty because I'm just tracking snow in all the time. And like, yeah. And you can't get, we can't get it clean and we can't get it warm and we yeah. can't go outside and we can't. So I don't feel like I really went back and forth between extremes like that very as often as i do now that i live that we live in the van but yeah i don't know what i don't know Keeps you that alive. was just an epiphany i just kind of had so i don't <laughs> well, really i'll I have to like sit with that a little bit i'm having deja but. vu of how i think we've talked about it on podcasts before of going between like you'll have one day where it's like the most incredible day ever mm-hmm. and then the next day it's like completely opposite mm-hmm. it's the other end of the spectrum and well i remember i asked you the other day when we were having like our challenging day or I, w- I was feeling pretty down and I think it really, I was just burnt out and just challenged and just not, I did not feel like I had the energy to We're really to the challenge. deal with the challenge. <laughs> and I asked you, I was like, do you think van life just makes life harder? Mm-hmm. And I think that to me now, I think I'm realizing that's kind of like a key or like a that brings to the forefront like if i'm feeling that way then i think i'm burnt out and i need an airbnb (laughs) or i need some sort of grounding well it's just yeah and it's like how you said how it just earlier your mindset can translate to all of life i guess that's always been the case yeah everything could fall apart for 29 years and i Mm -hmm. think it's just your perspective then on what is hard Mm mm-hmm yeah. But yeah, I, th- I mean, we were definitely both feeling burnt out. Whew, it that's was a big feeling, question. <laughs> yeah, big question. Okay. 
so we'll go on a lighter a lighter note here okay who's king gizzard and the lizard wizard again probably should do another episode on it okay that sounds like it's from listener number four <laughs> <laughs> listener number four already wants to do another king Gizzard episode if you don't know what he's referencing check out midday ramblings with q the king gizzard and the lizard wizard episode that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. So if you don't want to just listen to me and Amy talk mm-hmm. about our life in the van or not in the van, uh, you can listen to me and Amy and our friend Cusick ramble about any subjects, mainly like entertainment subjects, media, I mean, TV it's been things shows, that we like. music, video games. Yeah. It's just subjects yeah. we like. Talked about just did an episode on Harry Potter, just about it in general. So yeah, go check out that series. It's under the Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast too. Cool. But series called Midday Ramblings with Q. Alright, so this is the last one we're going to do. And I really like this question. If you could add one thing to the van, what would it be? Money is no object. Money is no object. A hot tub. Is okay, so, is space an object? Realistically. Because a hot tub would make these winter months way more bare. Space is an object. Money is the only thing that's no object. Everything else has to be realistic. Let's say that. Oh, man. I don't know if i have anything to add at this moment a paddleboard yeah we do want a paddleboard so that's not really adding something to the van but <laughs> yeah. that's just like an inner something we want i don't know this question definitely makes me think if you could add one thing to the van what would it be money's no object um i'd take a new coolant reservoir a new front <laughs> left headlights a new back re- rear blinker. passenger blinker um uh, maybe a bike rack yeah maybe a bike rack i don't i I'm mean think, out of you know based on other van builds i've seen like i've never seen as or felt like i've seen as complete a van as ours is which i know we've talked about like how perfect it was for like what we wanted mm-hmm. when, we fu- when we stumbled upon it but like even pre like looking at vans and tiny homes before that Typically, not all of them came with all the off-grid essentials. They were, like, missing one thing or needed, like, one hookup or, like, mm-hmm. had no toilet option. Or no heater. Or no heater or something. Yeah. And so, like, you had to, like, find a way to do that or, or like, an additional solar. And our van has it all from, like, yeah. since we added Dom in it, we have refrigerator, heater, stove, uh, ability to get... To I mean, there the were, bathroom. I guess, <laughs> there were a couple things we did have to add to the van. So, like, answer, if you had asked us this question, or if this question had been posed to us, like, the day that we moved into it, there are, I feel like, two things that we, like, a couple weeks within moving, living in the van, we're like, we need to get these things. A refrigeration system. One was the refrigerator, which or we were using, cooler. like, a mini fridge, like a dorm room mini fridge, and it just drained our power, so we got a Dometic cooler, and it's awesome. does not drain the power. It's great. So, that was one, and then our, recha- our um, external battery. Yeah. Portable but, battery. But since we've gotten the Dometic cooler, honestly, yeah. portable ba- battery has been nice, but it's like, it feels a little, like we always have excess power. We do have excess power. Like we don't even have to get close to draining our our typical solar, like low mm-hmm. at all. Like we don't even have to worry about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So those two things definitely, I would say were, you know, a few months ago, things that we would have been like, those are things we need. And those aren't cheap. No. They were investments we had to make. But is there any, like, cool thing you'd want to, like, 
I would add more books into our book collection. We still have more bookshelf space. That, I know. Uh, like the van even has more space than we have need for, which is crazy. We downsized well, a lot, but there's still stuff in our van that we haven't touched since we moved into it. I know, but like the bookshelf space, there's not much you can like. There are things that don't have a spot, like your guitar and my ukulele. Okay. Don't true. have a spot, and like yes, there is more space on our bookshelf, but like they can't fit there. So, it's like a specific things can only fit there. Well, and then like. Uh, one thing we debated moving into the van was even bringing a, our little flat screen TV. I mean, it was kind of we like did a not light. debate that. It wasn't a debate, but it was. It would have been possible. I think it's so funny when you bring that up because I do remember before I moved in the van, you would like sometimes say that, and I literally always thought you were joking. I never thought it was like kind of. There was. Like I never a 1%. thought there was any seriousness. We had like a little flat screen wall-mounted TV in our van, and but the van had a projector. I was gonna screen. say if it didn't like have... it already came with that option. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, it had it had everything covered. I don't. I would just add like. I would just subtract like a hundred thousand miles from it. That's what I would do. I would not add anything. I would subtract all that. I think I would add like, someone to come clean it. What? It's so easy deep to clean. clean. Deep clean. All the dust. I disagree. That's all right. You can disagree. I don't think it's that dirty. <laughs> I just don't think you like cleaning. <laughs> That's 100% true. <laughs> even a, even like a three-foot space. I don't like cleaning, but I love a clean space. <laughs> wow. I think a lot of people would feel me on that. That's it, question-wise. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. And I'm done with my coffee. Me too. <laughs> so I guess we should probably get on with our day. Our day has been gotten on already. <laughs> Um, anyways, thanks for listening to this episode of Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. Maybe next time we'll come to you from Arizona again. Bienvenidos, Arizona. You know what? Who knows? It's very possible. Who knows? That's, that's been a fun thing, tracing back, like, where we were last week yeah. and the week before and the week before. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Peace out. Bye.